Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Well, come on, stay on your feet. Let's honor, let's honor the king one more time. Come on. Come on, all over this room. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Let's honor the king. Come on. It's all about Jesus. Come on, we look to you, Lord. You're the answer. You're the reason. You're the way. You're the truth. You're the life. Lord, we cannot do this without you. Come on. Come on, if that's your prayer, come on. I need you to shout about it this morning. Come on. Thank you, God. Come on, there's hope in that name. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Stay right here. Come on, we're not moving until he says, come on. Continue to just love on him. Tell him how much you love him. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. Thank you, Lord. Normally, I got my band up here right here. Don't come back up, guys. Come on, let's. Thank you, Jesus. There's a song in this house, though. Come on. Yeah, come on. Lift up that song. We love you, Lord. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy. Come on, tell him he's worthy. Jesus, you're worthy, you're worthy. Oh, there's no one like you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's no one like you, Jesus. Come on, it's all about him. I don't know what you came here for this morning. I don't know if it was a word. I don't know if it was a message. I don't know what it was. But I'm telling you right now, the reason is in this room. Come on, I said the reason is in this room. Jesus is here. The presence of God is here by his spirit. Oh, come on, we love you, Lord. We worship you. We exalt you. Come on, pour it out. Pour out your praise to him this morning. There's no one like him. There's no one like our God. There's no one like our king. He's the king. He's alive. He's on the throne. He reigns. Come on, he's good. He never fails. Hey! <laughs> oh, come on. I said there's breakthrough available this morning. Oh, come on. That's your moment to shout. That's your moment to shout. Come on, that's your moment to shout. When they shouted, the walls came down. When they shouted, there was breakthrough. Come on. I think you ought to start marching. I think you ought to start giving thanks to God for your miracle. Come on, your miracle is on the way. Don't, don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss this moment. Hey, come on. <laughs> Woo. All right, all right. Well, we can have church now. Come on. Yeah, y'all have a seat. All right, it's good to be here. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, because when you're, when you're here with your family, this is church we're the body of Christ. Come on. Y'all with me this morning? So when we're together as God's family, then we're home. I like that. 
That's really good. I like be. I like feeling comfortable. I like. I like knowing I can kick off my shoes. I'm just kidding. I don't get. I don't. I don't get radical like uh, our worship leader Carrie. She's like up here with bare feet. I'm like weird. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Okay. Well, how many of you guys know that God is a God of intentionality? Come on. He does things on purpose. And when he made you, it was not a mistake. And that's why I want to talk to you guys today about being marked by God. So, Lord, we love you so much. And I thank you that you will help impart to us by your spirit, that you give us insight and understanding Come on, you ought to just pray over your eyes right now. God, show us, help us to see what we cannot see. It's right here in front of us. Give us ears to hear and a heart to know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, how many of you guys are here for our, uh, our message about um, having a faith that waits? So sometimes there's that, that faith that you got to wait to see what it is that's right there in front of you. If you missed it, I'm telling you, this message changed so much for me. And then we talked about having a faith that was anchored. And I'm telling you guys, we've gone through some storms this, these last couple of weeks. Hello. We, we went through the, the ice, ice cane or whatever you want to call that. You know, and, and people uh, suffered tremendously. But God was so gracious to us here in this, this area. I know that uh, there was only just a handful of us that had to endure, you know, with some busted pipes. Um, speaking of, we don't have any running water right now, so we're getting that water uh, issue resolved. The city's coming out to take a look at that, just so you know. It's back on. It's back on. Okay. Hey, we serve a God of miracles. Come on, he's faithful. And then um, we lost um, someone... Um, Last night, this morning, about five, five o'clock, she went home to be with Jesus, actually was back there in that corner, um, right, right in front of those doors. Um, it's had to be probably 2018, maybe. It's been a, been a little while, and um, I was able to pray with her during congregational prayer and lead her to Jesus. So I know that even though she was only 15, and um, she didn't reach her potential or what God had planned for her, I know that she's with the Lord now. And we serve such a great God who marks us and calls us out for, for greatness. And it's a challenge because there's, there's a lot of challenges within, within this, this thing about being called by God, about being called his, his very own. And you need to know that this morning, that, that even though so much of our life is filled with discouragement, it's filled with rejection, it's filled with denial, that, that God still calls you his own. And, and I, I believe that when you get that deep on the inside of you as a revelation that, that you don't need to be called by anything else, that you don't need something to take place, that, that there's not something missing out of your life when you have this. Like you could be stripped of everything, but when you know that you know that you know that God has marked you, he has destined you, he has, he has purposed you for something very intentional, very, very exact, that even though that, that the rejection doesn't have to define you, even though things happen to you, they don't define who you are. And so I just want to encourage somebody in here who's maybe feeling discouraged or who maybe is second guessing God 
as to whether or not you are really called, as to whether or not God can really use you, as, as to whether or not, you know, all these things, you could find fulfillment. If, if, if this is really where God has you, I want to encourage you and tell you this morning that you have been marked by God. You, they, you have been, this is a pre-appointed time for you to be here in this very moment that you're hearing the sound of my voice, whether in person or online, that God has placed you here on purpose. Come on, do I have anybody who's feeling marked this morning? Come on, you ought to just say, I'm marked. I'm marked by God. God has, God has me here for a reason. But I, I, I understand why we can sometimes get to this place because I like you have this thing that, that I constantly deal with, and it's not the enemy so much, it's the inner me. Uh, uh, it's a big one. See, I, I know that, that I'm made for a reason. I, I, I know that there's something more. Many of us know there's more to it, but, but how do we get there, and, and what, what do we do with all of the challenges that we face with the denial, with the rejection, with the trials, the things that, that, that we... No, God is calling us to not just go through, but come on, somebody help me out. Grow through. God wants you to grow through life. He doesn't want you to just go through it. So, one of the, one of the big things that you need to put to rest then is this, the doubt. Is, is the fact that no matter what you face, God has still marked you. He's still called you. I don't know if, let me say it this way. I believe that for some of you, and maybe many of you, that today may be the day of no going back. A day where you become so marked by what God, it, it, like a brand. We were talking about um, um, a sermon illustration, you know, something I could use, and we talked about a brand, so you could just visualize that in your mind. Um, in the same way that that cattle and um, horses are, are marked to say that they belong to something, God, you, you have to think about it this way. The blood of Jesus was shed on your behalf to mark you and say that, that you're worth something so much more than just normalcy, than just status quo. You, you have been predestined and purposed for, for something to be set apart from the world. That, that, that is something to really help you hone. I, I believe that that's something that God can really use to help you hone in and shake off the dust, to, to get up and move past what doesn't make sense in your life, because God has marked us for great greatness. He has marked us for, for purpose. He has marked us as his very own possession. And when you know that it changes you from the inside out, come on, do I got any marked people in the room this morning? You've been marked by God. I think you need to let your neighbor know. Come on, you've been marked. I'm marked by God. You're marked. You're here on purpose. But here's something else to take into consideration here, because even though you and I have, we, we've been marked, we're God's own possession, we're, we belong to God, we have become his children, we are God's children, hallelujah. There's a second step to this, because as God's children, we don't just, we don't just belong anywhere. There's intentionality and purpose in everything that, that we do and that God has made for us. And so, there's a process to that purpose. There's a process to finding your purpose. 
There's a process to, to the position that God has made for you. I believe you guys are getting this. I believe it's going to grow deep down on the inside of you and grow roots that, that can cause you to be like that Lebanon that's planted. Or, or I should say it this way, <laughs> 21st century. It can cause you to be in a place where you're not shaken by the economy. You're not shaken by the storms. You're not shaken by what happens to you because what happens to you doesn't define who you are. When you know that you're a child of God, you know that you have an economy that doesn't move because of what's happening around you. You know that, that because you have a God who's faithful, you know that he's going to carry you through the storm, that your marriage is going to outlast. Come on. When you're marked by God, you know that you know that you know that God is on the move because God is for you. And it causes you to move. And that's really the second part of this is that you got to know that you got a part to play in this. There is a position for you. There is a purpose for you. And I believe that through this, the story that we're going to talk about this morning, that you're going to get there that you're going to be able to understand that. And so um, if you want to, if you have your Bible with you, um, I encourage you to go there and, and, and start making some notations, start marking some things. We're in 1 Samuel 16 this morning. And our, our story begins um, talking about how, how God is, is doing something new on the earth. Hello. I like this. I like when God's on the move, doing something new. It means, it means that he's on the lookout for his kids. He's taking care of things. So before we get there, uh, just to give you a little bit of backstory, um, there's a king, the first king of Israel, actually, King Saul, and God has removed his anointing, his marking, if you will, from King Saul, because why? King Saul began to do his own thing. He was disobeying God. He was doing what he wanted to do. And there's a message in that that I don't have time to get into this morning, but you can make that of what you will. Because there's, some, there's everything to be said about obedience. And I want to talk to you a lot about that this morning, but not concerning King Saul, but what happens later on. Because in Samuel, which um, we're going to read uh, about Samuel, the prophet, this is the book, and this is the guy. He is frustrated about this situation because he feels like he's missed God. Because God's... Because Saul is now doing something else. And he's like, well, I thought you said that was your guy, God. Like, I, like I'm supposed to anoint him. So God is saying, no, I've got someone else now. I need you to keep moving. I need you to follow the cloud. I need you to follow where I'm, I'm leading you. And so we enter into the story, verse 6 here, of 1 Samuel 16, where Samuel has been called to the house of Jesse, who is really nobody as far as I can tell. Verse 6, there you go. And when they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's, Lord's anointed. But pay attention to this. Verse 7, the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I've rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. Back up, back up, back up. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. One more time. The Lord doesn't what? He doesn't see things the way that we see them which goes on to really help prove a point from a couple weeks ago that we need to be asking God to give us eyes to see what he's seeing that's right in front of us that we can't, that we can't see. Amen. That was a good time. Amen. Amen. I'm, come on, I'm preaching real good up here. <laughs> this is the Lord now. People judge, he's saying, people judge by the outward appearance. People pay attention to what looks important. 
to degrees, to things that ought to approve you by other people. Hello. But I, the Lord, look at the what? The hearts. And if you're paying attention to things, and since you're paying attention this morning, I, I see a lot of people taking notes. You need to write that down. You need to underline it because God is not interested on how well put together you are on the outside. Mighty God. He wants, he wants your heart. When it comes to your family, when it comes to your kids, when it comes to things that seem menial. Hello. How many of you guys have a Monday tomorrow? You got to go back to it. He wants your heart in every moment of every situation. And this, this is why. I, I'll, give you, I'll give that to you just here a moment. Because it says that Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, nope, this isn't it either. Because when you know, you know. Jesse summoned Samuel. Lord said, nope, it's not the one either. In the same way, Jesse's son, seven of them were presented to Samuel. But, but Samuel's like, nope, that's not any of them. So he says, are these all the sons you have? And he said, they're still the youngest. In other words, they're still the one that's disqualified because they don't have the robe. They weren't invited into the house. They didn't stop what they were doing because the prophet of the Lord came. Like, mm, they're not that important. He replied and said this. Jesse says, he's still in the fields watching the sheep and goat. My first point to you this morning about being marked is this. For all my marked people in the room, I need you to say I'm marked. I'm marked. Come on, are you feeling marked this morning? You feel like God's honing in, he's looking at you. I need you to let somebody know. Come on, I'm marked. I'm marked. Come on, I'm not convinced. I'm not. Nope. Okay, but you're going to get this. You're going to get this because this is one of the first and I believe one of the most important core principles of being marked by God. When you're marked by God, the number one point is this. Y'all ready? You're going to be tending to your father's business. Oh, come on. That's good. I'm serious. That's good. See, because David wasn't concerned about what was happening when so-and-so came. He wasn't, he wasn't all enamored about, you know, well, we got to get ready because, man, you know, God's on the move and something else is about to happen. He, he wasn't so concerned about all the noise. He was focused and consumed by tending to his father's business. And so the number one point that we need to walk away with here for all my marked people, I need you to, I need you to shout the house down. I feel marked this morning. Say, I'm marked. I'm marked by God. And the number one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tend to my father's business. And this really got me. This, this, this shifted some things because remember how I was saying it's really important that we pay attention to what verse 7 said about God looks at the heart of the matter. You may not know this, but um, David grew up to be the king of, of Israel. And we'll read that here in the story that, that he was anointed by Samuel. But later on in his life, David does some really like bad things. How many of you guys think murder is like a bad thing? David did that. How about sleeping around on your wife? Is that a good thing? David did that one too. The guy that he slept with his wife, and, I, and forgive me, I know this is a, a mature conversation. I didn't expect young ones in here. 
he had, he had her husband killed. More or less, he sent her, sent her to the front lines to fight, fight the battle. And the Bible goes on to say this about David, that he is a man after God's own heart. And I, and, and I have a problem with that. You got a problem with people that, that are like, that's the Lord's anointed. They're up there on stage, but yet you find out about stuff that's happening immorally and ethically. You're like, what's going on here? We're not excusing David's sins, okay? And you need to understand that you need to read the story about how David understands this. And I, I wanna kind of make a little bit of a point here with this because what happens is when David messes up, he recognizes that it's not making him look bad, it's making God look bad. And so we need to recognize that in, in everything that we're doing as we're tending to the Father's business, right? When we're, when we're marked by God, come on, you feeling marked this morning. You feeling like God's chosen you, like there's, there's purpose inside you. Come on, I need you to let yourself hear. Come on, tell your own ears. I'm marked, I'm marked by God. God has marked me for, for a purpose. Oh yeah, y'all getting it now. That at the core of everything is you and him. It's your heart and his heart. And David got that. And so when we read about how David is sinning to his father's business and about how God's interested in the heart, this is a key right there. Because the story finishes with this, that Jesse says, verse, uh, ending verse 11, says, Jesse said, we're not going to sit down until he arrives. Call for him at once. Verse 12. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark, handsome, with beautiful eyes. We're thinking, oh, if they, since he looked good, then this is why he was the next king of Israel. But what did verse 7 just say? God's not looking at the outward appearance. Come on, help me out. What is he looking at? The hearts. Oh, come on. It's not about what it looks like. We can't be focused by that. We've got to recognize that God sees so much more than we can see. And so when he's calling you by name, he knows what's inside of you. You may think because of what's happened to you, because of the things that you've gone through, because of the hits of the life that have knocked you down, because of the denial, because of the rejection, because of what they said, because of what she said, because of what you did or didn't do, that it disqualifies you. But God looks at the what? The hearts. And when we're tending to our father's business, we recognize that it's our heart that matters most to him. Oh, come on. That was good. It's our heart that matters to God when we're doing what he's asking us to do because he wants to know, is your heart in this? He can mark you for greatness all day long. See, I think that Jesse's sons, they were well qualified. They were graduates. They had coats. They looked good. Their father had approved them, naturally speaking. He was like, yes, yes, yes. They're all of age. But when God steps up, he shows up on the scene. He said, these aren't the ones I want. I want the one that's still willing to get dirty. Ooh. I want, this, I want the one who's still out there sleeping with the sheep, you know, taking care of things when it's messy, when it's uncomfortable, when it's smelly, when it doesn't look good. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? That cashier, the clerk, and you're like, oh, man, well, God hasn't called. This, this isn't it. Like, man, God's marked me for greatness. Right? You're like, man, like I've been marked by God. What am I still doing here? You know, God's interested in your heart. Are you going to still tend to the Father's business? It's about the heart. This is the one. The Lord said, this is the one. Come on. I need somebody to help me out. This is the, what? This is the one. This is the one. That's you. 
That's me. You're, oh, come on, you need to let your neighbor know I'm marked by God. I've been marked by God. Come on, let your neighbor know I'm marked. Oh, I don't think they believe you. I don't believe you. Come on, you let her, I'm marked. Come on. Woo. So David stood there among his brothers, the ones who were all qualified, the ones who had everything put together. Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about. They got the perfect gram. You know what I'm saying? And Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had, and he said, this is the next king of Israel. The spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day forward. And you'll never, you'll never guess what happens next. David walks into the palace and the next day. He became the king of Israel. And Saul was like, here, you can have the crown. Take the kingdom because you're well qualified to become the next king of Israel. Oh, you read your Bible. There's a few of you in here who's like, um, that, that, that's not in my Bible. And so I want to I talk to you a little bit more about how, how life has has a way of knocking you down on your way to your purpose because you can be marked from the inside out. But what can happen is this, is if, if life gets you, which it will with, with many hits, but you don't see it coming, it can cause you to feel like you are not called. You are not marked that the rejection that you are facing is from God when it's not. That the denial that you keep getting, even though you are still trying to make your way and you're still trying to, to be approved in that, that place because, because you know it's about your heart, it can have a way of making you feel like, I just want to give up. And I came here to tell you, baby, it's time to get up. Each and every single one of we need to, we need to we need to pull ourselves together because, see, there's a lot of things I want you to just kind of visualize. I don't have any cords with me this morning. I was, I was thinking this would have been a good one. There's a lot of things that can, that can hold you down and can tie you down, like a lot of ropes, and just pretend like, you know, I'm kind of being pulled back by some ropes right now. Denial, the rejection, the shortcomings, the failures, and all these things they want to try and, and, and pull you down where you, where you get knocked, knocked on your back. And, and, and they, you become tangled up in these things. These hits of life. And you think, well, I just keep getting knocked down. So why try to get back up? But I want you to hear these words, my friends, because I, I hear the Spirit of God speaking through me this morning. I hear the Spirit of God speaking through this message about how he has marked each and every single one of us for purpose and intentionality. And hear those cords snapping. Hear those cords ripping and breaking off of you. Those lies, all the, all the things, all the excuses, all the things that would try to hurt you and keep you down and tie you down and make and break you into something that God hasn't formed you for. See, because you, my friends, we're here for purpose. We are here for intentionality. Come on, I need you to say, I'm marked by God this morning. Come on now. You are. You are. Come on, you hear the word of the Lord. You're marked. And so you got to know this. You got to know, my friends, that there are hits of life that will continue to keep on coming. But I, I want you to use those things to your advantage. 
I want you to take each and every single one of those denials, those rejections, those flaws, those failures, those shortcomings. Let's pretend those all those cords are right here. We're going to take all those things and we're going to use them to our advantage. We're going to use those cords and we're going to tie ourselves to the marking of God on our life. We're going to use those things that say, you know what? All those things that do disqualify me, you're exactly right. Naturally speaking, I don't belong here. Naturally speaking, those things, yeah, they do disqualify me. But you see this? There's something else. There's another cord. It's called the grace of God. You see this? There's another cord. It's called the mercy of God. You see this? There's another There's another chain, actually. Ooh, that's another one we're going to have to get to later this year called the grace of God. And it's so much bigger than all your pain, than all your fears, than all your rejects, than all your failure, rejections and failures. See, because you're marked. Come on, I need somebody to say, I'm marked. Hey, come on, glory to God. So no matter what, my friends, what you have gone through doesn't define you. Well, I say number one, that's another, another one. It's not necessarily a point, but one way or the other, you got to know that even though things happen to you, it doesn't define who God's made you to be and the things that he's made you for. God has made you for such a time as this. And you may be feeling a certain way this morning, but I'm here to tell you that when you're marked you're going to find out what's most important to God. And the number one thing that's most important to God is, is your heart and his. And when you recognize that, when you understand that you chase after that because you recognize that he's chasing after yours. All, the, all those secondary things that we can do for the Lord. Listen, your purpose and your calling all those things are so secondary when it comes to your heart. God is, is always going to be more interested in, in your heart. I, and, and I know I'm like a broken record up here this morning, but I'm telling you guys, I, I can feel the heart of God on this one, no pun intended. I'm serious. He, he's so infatuated in love with you. Man, we're going to start talking about the love of Jesus in here. Talk about a cord that would make a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love is this. Come on now. You don't think that you matter to the heart of God when Jesus said, I see you. These hands in my, these, these wounds in my hands, the holes in my hands, they were for you. Yes. Don't disqualify yourself just because of, of what you don't see that God saw in you on the cross when he shed his blood for you. Oh, come on. You ought to just say, I'm marked. I've been marked by the blood of Jesus. I've been marked by his grace. I've been marked by his love. I've been marked. Woo, come on. I can feel it in the here this morning. All my marked people in the room, you need to make some noise. Come on. Thank you, God. Hey, hallelujah. Come on. He's, I'm telling you, he's not done with you. You still got breath in your lungs. Where's my, where's my over 60 crowd? Come on. Come on, make some noise if you're, if you're over 60. Come on. Oh, see, see, that's the, that's the people I'm trying to talk to this morning. You are marked by God. You still got breath in your lungs. God's not done with you yet. 
It might look like it's over. It might look like you're disqualified. It might look like because of, oh, I don't fit in. I'm not a certain way or they're this and I'm that. No, come on. It's our differences that make us strong. All right, all right. When you're marked, you're going to tend to your father's business. Number two, you're going to be approved in private. Because David, he didn't go to the palace the next day. David wasn't king for a long time after this. A good period of time. And you need to know this, that the position and place where you're at right now, it's not your final resting place. And, and, and I mean, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what, what area of your spiritual journey that you are in right now, God's always got more. Come on, you ought to just let your neighbor know there's more. Hey, <laughs> there's more, baby. Come on, there's always more in him. God's always got more in store for you. How many of you guys know what 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says? That eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has entered into the heart of man all that God has prepared for you. Now, I'm not saying that verse 10 doesn't exist because verse 10 says that by his spirit, he's revealed those things to us. But just because he's revealed those things doesn't mean that you still got a clue because you're not God. I'm just saying there's just way more to this picture. There's just like, there's always another cherry on top of uh, of of my milkshake, you know, when, when you serve the Lord, whoo, my goodness. Okay, so when you're approved in private, this is something you really need to uh, walk home with today, take home, so mark this down. Because when you're approved in private, you need to know that, that shepherds, people that tend to their father's business don't live in the limelight. And this is so opposite to the way that our type of uh, Western culture likes to live by. We, we need to post it on, on the gram. We need to make sure that, that we put it on Facebook or, you know, whatever social media. I guess I'm a little out of tune these days. But, you know, where, wherever the noise is at, it used to be Snapchat. Apparently that's not uh, in anymore. Uh, what's, the, what's the next one right now? TikTok. TikTok. Okay. So, you know, I need to be making content for TikTok because people need to know what I'm doing. Mm-mm. No. When you're marked, you're approved in private because shepherds tend to their father's business. They don't live in the limelight. And as a matter of fact, they live out behind the stable. Oh, yeah, you, I got one person that likes this. The rest of everybody in here like, uh, this ain't my message. I ain't trying to hear this right now. Like, I, I'm trying to be Insta famous. I'm trying to be TikTok famous. You know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make some money because, you know, God's marked me. He may, you know, I got, ooh, look at this. But God's not interested in what it looks like. He's interested in the hearts. And so when, when you know you're marked, you know the second thing that, that needs to take place is that you're going to be approved in private. And this is something that David was living out. He learned to do this. He wasn't interested in the great prophet Samuel coming to his house. He said, I got to take care of what's most important, my father. Ooh, come on. I'm preaching real good up here. I'm telling you. Y'all never read Matthew 6, 33? It said, seek ye first the what? Okay. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. So when we're marked, we're going to be seeking after that and not our own limelight, not our own success, not our own fortune, not, not what makes, makes me be approved. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I was just having a conversation with uh, my wife this morning, uh, and uh, yesterday actually, about how this is something I've really had to work through about trying to get the approval of man or trying to get the approval of other people because I there are so many things that disqualify me from this, this platform, this position. 
And you might be here this morning and thinking that because of the rejection, because of the denial, because of the flaws and the failures and everything that you see in the mirror, but God's still saying, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, like my blood, it still is the blood of Jesus. It still speaks a better word. Like, like because of who I am, you guys ever read uh, what Jesus said in John 14, 6, that I am the way, the truth and the life. He said, I'm still the way. Like, like you might've fallen down. You might've gotten tied down by some different straps, but, but why don't you hold on to this chain this morning? Why don't you hold on to the, the strap, this rope that is the way, that is the truth, that is the life. There is no alternative to this. And so when you're marked, come on, I need somebody to make some noise if you're feeling marked in here this morning. You know that you are approved by God in private, that you don't need the approval of man. You don't need something to shift or look different on the outside. And that's another thing that I've had to get through and work through because of the state of this building building and our life and the fact that, you know, a lot of different things and I could get into it, but you know what? I've, I've had to come to terms with that because you know what? It's not about the approval or the comparison about this other ministry or that other ministry or I thought we'd be there by now or I shouldn't be here right now because of this or that or the other. When we're marked, we're approved by God in private and you need to know this. But I, I, I just want to really encourage you guys that there is a process to that purpose. And so don't miss this. Don't stop chasing what else there is because yes, there is so much to be said about living in the luxurious love of Jesus Christ. Hello. Yeah. I want to try and finish, but can I have a little, a, few, a little bit more? You guys are doing okay? Okay. All right, all right, all right. One o'clock. Is that good with you guys? <laughs> One. Okay. There's so much more to be said about how God has made you for that, the position. And you have to think about this, like Joseph in the Bible, how Joseph was second command over Egypt, and Egypt wasn't even a godly country. Like what I'm trying to say is that when, when God wants to do something through you, with you, in you, there's gotta be something that takes place on the inside of you that's so supernatural that can cause you to be who he's called you to be in a place where you don't belong. David didn't belong in the palace. He wasn't qualified. He didn't, he didn't earn that because he had gone to, to, to school to be a king. He was marked by God. Don't you see this, son, daughter, that we've been marked by God? We've been pre-qualified. Yeah. Amen, I like that. We, we have been set apart, God's very own possession for, for a specific purpose. So don't miss this, that, that there is, there is a, a purpose, but there's a process to it. And David understood that because he went back to the field after he was marked and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. It didn't mean that everybody had to know. He didn't, he didn't go out there on TikTok. He's like, hey, uh, just so you know, look at this oil. That is Samuel over there. He's leaving my house. And yes, he did anoint me to be the next king of Israel. He's like, make sure you follow, like, subscribe, because I will be the next king of Israel. Like, I am. It's going to happen. You know, like, I'm, like, I know, like, Saul's going to, you know, contact me this week, right? Like, because God, like, I put God in a time frame. And so, I, like, I know how everything's supposed to go. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, God doesn't work on our time frame. He doesn't work on our timeline and, and, and the way that we think he should work. Another really good thing that I liked about how um, David was approved in private is the fact that 
God was always with him, right? We see that through, through the story about how he slayed David, uh, excuse me, how David slew Goliath, about how he was with him when he uh, went up against a bear and against a lion and tiger, bear, oh my, you know, all of them. Uh, but the reason God was with David all the time is because David was with God all the time. And if you're taking notes, you need to take that home with you today and, and learn how to live in the presence of God and learn how to tend to your father's business wherever he's at, wherever you're at, wherever he's called you to go. Even if it's smelly, even if you don't like it, even if it seems like a mistake, even if you're like, no, 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 no. Like I've been marked, like I, I shouldn't be here any longer. You know what I'm saying? Like things are supposed to be different by now. God was with David because David was with God. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Not God is going to come over here because I'm sure this is where I'm supposed to be. Ooh, watch out. Okay. So if you're missing your purpose this morning, if that's you in here and you're saying, I don't really know what it is that God's calling me to do. You need to go back to the last thing that God told you and you need to spend time in his presence. So if, if you don't have a last thing that God's told you to do, your relationship is the thing. If you don't have something that you're like, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be putting my time and energy into right now, go back with God. Just go after him with everything, shut everything else down. And, and, and I'm, I promise you in, in a, ma a matter of like very short time, things will start shifting in a very dramatic way. So if you don't have a last thing, your last thing that you need to go back to is just the Lord, just your relationship with him. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning before we leave. So the last thing I want to talk to you about this morning is the fact that um, you are anointed before your position. And this is another thing that David, David got. We talked a little bit about this already. The last, because David didn't go to the palace the next day, he went to the place where God had him right then. And so this is a really important thing that I've already been touching on a lot, that, so that David's next move after being Mark was back to the pasture, not heading to his position, the palace, because, yeah. And so wherever you are right now, you need to see that as your calling, your mission fields. You need to see that as an opportunity for, for God to shift and move things, not around you, but inside of you. God, give me eyes to see what I'm not seeing right now. If you're not feeling fulfillment right now, which I know that a lot of us can get this way because hello, how many of you guys know that what the enemy can't destroy, he distracts. We get busy, especially in our culture, man. Oh, we're obsessed. We're so obsessed. Me, I am. If, if this is not you, this is definitely me. You can ask, ask honey. I, 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 gotta, I gotta stay busy because if I'm not, I'm not being productive. And this is our culture. It's like, oh, you know, I, I got to make sure I'm working enough. No, you don't. You're not your provider. God is. <laughs> I, I said, you don't have to work as much as you can possibly work. Now, I'm not saying quit your job, lay in bed, and wait for the Lord to come on because the Bible is very clear. Like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Don't miss that. Don't quit your job. But I'm saying, don't make... Your, your job, God. 
Like, don't serve your job like it's God. Like, oh, it's going to take care of me. It's going to provide for me. Like, it's going to the cross and die for me. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Where are my refinery workers at? Hmm, not here. They working. But it could happen in any field. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not innocent. There's lots of times where I work before, before, I do, before I'm tending to my father's business. And, and you know, one of the most important things that, that, that I can do is really recognize that this is my mission field because God's called me to be a missionary. I know that in my heart, but I keep waiting for doors to open up to go overseas. But I feel like there was just something that shifted and took place where I was like, oh my gosh, like I've gotten so busy and so distracted that I've been missing my, my purpose and calling is right in front of me. Like I need to be reaching the loss right here. Right? Like where you are is your mission, like your family, your home, the people that annoy you, the people that get on your nerves, the ones that you don't like, those are the, that's your mission field. That, that's the place where God's saying, yeah, yeah, I position you there. Like the sheep that are dirty, that are smelly, yeah, yeah. You're anointed before you're positioned. Come on, that's good. And I'll just be honest with you guys. I kind of talked about this a minute ago. Is that I realize and recognize the great depth of purpose that God has for this ministry. And it's like super overwhelming. Like you guys might look around and like think, man, like, I don't know. For me, I'll say it this way. For me, a lot of times I look around and I, I feel like we're at mediocrity. And I don't mean that to be insulting to you guys whatsoever. I, but for me, I just, I, I tend to be really critical. And, you, and it's just something that I'm working through. You guys have to give me some grace. But something that I, I, I've really had to let go and work through is that even though that this is something that is, is seemingly impossible, that makes it all the more reason why God does want to do it here and now with me and with us. And so I just need you to know that, um, I mean, we marked, we're about to go a whole nother level. I just, I really, I feel, I feel that shift taking place because I've, I've begun to learn how to be satisfied and contented with where we're at. And I believe that that, that could be another key for you guys, for where you're at in your marriage and your relationship and your home and your job and your family, wherever you're at. Because even though the, the, the frustrations, the trials, the, all the different things, and, and yeah, there's testimonies that come out of them, but you're like, but I'm still not where God wants me to be. There's a, there's a lot of reasons why David could have felt that way. Because he's like, well, I'm, I've been marked to be the next king of Israel, right? But no, he was anointed before he was positioned. And so you might be looking for something else, but I believe that God would be saying to you today that it's right here in front of you, that he has you right where he wants you. Come on, if you're marked, I need you to make some noise this morning. Come on. So um, let me get my band up, back up here. And I want to talk to you guys just a couple more sub points about being anointed before your position. Because a lot of times I think that we get in this position, and I, I, just, I just mentioned this unintentionally, that we are waiting on God. Like, God, where are you at? Why aren't things moving? Like, I've been praying the prayers. Like, I've been, right? I've been, I've been working. 
I've been going to the job. I've been treating, you know, and, and what's really been happening is you've been tasking. You're like, I've been marking the box. Like I've been praying. I've been reading the Bible. I've been loving those people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I'm still here above my God. <laughs> Wherever you are today. Maybe you're watching this from somewhere else. You're like, I got to get to Beaumont because stuff is happening there, right? No, it's, it's not, it's not, man, I'm waiting on God. No, it's like, my Lord, how can I serve you? Because when you're marked by God, when you're marked and, you, and, and, and God's got your heart, then it's not about how I'm waiting on God. It's how I'm going to Wait on the Lord. I'm going to serve him in this season. And I want to encourage you that you might be in a place right now that is like just like frustrating beyond reason. But I want to encourage you to like just dig in your heels. Come on, do I got anybody who's feeling a little bit frustrated where you're at? You feel like, man, like I, I, I should have a move right now. Come on, I see those hands. I want you to marry that position. I want you to pretend like God's never going to move you at all. And like you're going to be just the most faithful and greatest right where you're at. And watch how God shows up when you just wait patiently. and You say, you know what, Lord? Whenever you're ready, whatever you have for me, if that never comes, God, I'll still be faithful here. Come on, do I have anybody who's gonna remain faithful? You gotta just let them know, God, I'm marked for your purpose. I'm here for you, God. I'm gonna wait on you. Be a servant where you're, where you're at. Because I truly believe that God is gonna, he's gonna continue to use you if you'll allow him. I know that a lot of us, we look for those great opportunities. We look for those moments. We're looking for the next big thing. But I believe that when we treat every moment, every day, come on, it's, oh, Sunday, I'm going to church. No, when we treat this as great, it shifts something. I don't know how else to really explain it except to say that, that when, when we really expect God to move, he shows up. When, when we say, you know what? My life really isn't my own. I'll lay it down. God, my money, my car, my job, my wife, like all this, it belongs to you. Everything's a gift from God. And when, when we're marked by God, when we, when we receive it in such a way where we're not trying to move, we're not trying to shift things, we're not trying to make things happen on our own, I believe the doors just swings right open. Because why? He's the way maker. The last thing I really want to leave you guys with this morning is, is, is this. And we talked a lot about this already. Is that one of the biggest things that God is looking for, for somebody who's marked. Do I got any marked people in the room? Oh, come on. Do I got any marked people in the room? Come on. Say, I've been marked. I'm marked by God. He's got purpose on the inside of me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. I'm going to discover it. God is moving here right now. Come on. I'm not waiting for something. I'm waiting on God. I'm serving him with, with gladness, with joy in my heart, with expectation, with an anticipation, because I, I, I see who he is. He's so good. He's ne he never fails. He's looking for a heart posture. Proverbs 3, 5, which is my marriage verse. This is the, the verse that Pastor Cameron gave me and Caitlin on our wedding day. Um, I've, I've looked at it long and hard. 
but I'm still seeing stuff here. It says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in, in your vision um, that, that you have in front of you, your vision board. Make sure that you have all your friends' approval about the business plan and that all the things are in the right place and then you can move forward. Lean on and trust in it. When the, when the economy is right, bye, baby. When it feels good, man, go do it. That's the Lord right there. That's money, dude. Come on, baby. How do we do this? How do we lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all of our heart and mind and not rely on our own insider understanding? It's got to be grace. It's got to be the mercy and goodness of our everlasting God, our, our good Father. Because I, I know that there's so many times where I'm like pen to paper. I'm like writing notes. I'm like detailed. I'm, I'm a big detail guy. So I want to know like, well, we're redoing the bathrooms back there. Obviously, you guys saw that this already. And, and I'm like trying to have everything figured out. But I just, I, I'm at this place right now where I've come to for a while now where I'm like, you know what, God, I can't do this. Like, I need you to show up. I need you to move because if you don't, this isn't going to happen. And I, I, I look around at our community. I look around at the state of where I live and I say, you know what, we've got we've to move. We do. Like, I'm not waiting on God anymore. Like, I, like, I know that it's up to me to do it. And I, and I get that there's a conflict and tension in that. That like, we're waiting on God, but we're, we're moving. We're operating on, 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 on those wavelengths. But it's because of this. Because I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, gonna trust what it looks like. Come on, faith isn't moved by what, what it sees or what it feels. Verse six says, in all your ways, recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct and make your plan, your plan your paths. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. In all your ways. Somebody help me out. What? Know, recognize, and acknowledge. Come on, one more time. In all your what? Your ways. We're going to know, we're going to recognize, and we're going to acknowledge him. Not the problems. Not our problems. They're not my problems. I, I, those were in the grave. Come on. He doesn't, he doesn't want your plans. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't write the vision down and make it plain. What God's showing you, what he's giving you. But what I'm saying is, is we can't get so heavily reliant upon our expectation and anticipation for the timeline for everything and how we thought it was going to look. Come on, your expectation. I know it. My expectation is for God to show up and God to be good. But sometimes that, that's not what happens because we live in a cursed and broken world. Come on, I'm talking about we lost somebody really young. But you know what? It doesn't mean that God's not good. It doesn't mean that just because what happens or because of what has happened to you defines who you are, that this is just the way things are going to be. No, 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 no. All my Mark people in the room, that heart posture is everything. So all over this room, let's stand on our feet. And I want to pray for those of you in here this morning who would feel like God is tugging on your heart with nobody looking around. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Please, just for the respect and privacy of, of people around you, let's just make this moment about you and the Lord. Come on. 
We don't need to see about what, what he's doing, about what's happened on TikTok. Come on, that can wait. If that's you this morning, and you feel like God is really tugging on your heart, would you lift up your hand right now? I want to see it. You feel like you need, to, you need to get back to some things. I see those hands going up all over the room. Would you meet me down here at this altar? Come on, if you've been in a place in your life, come on, come, come on, come now. Prayer partners, come on. If that's you this morning, you feel like God's tugging on your heart, don't miss this moment. He wants to do something in you, through you, with you. Come on, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose for you. There's more. I hear the Spirit saying there's more this morning. There's more for you. There's more for each and every single one of us. But we've got to get back to this. We've got to make him the center of everything. We've got to get rid of all the distractions. Come on, if that's you and you've been in, you're in this place and you've been distracted, I need you to come, come on down here. Don't miss this moment. Let's meet what, what God's doing. Come on, prayer partners, go ahead and start laying hands. Let's worship. Come on, it's all about Jesus. Come on, they're still coming. If that's you in here, you need prayer. Don't miss this moment. He's not mad. He's not ashamed. He's not disgraced. He loves you so much that he sent his very own son to die for you so that you could know that you are marked by God for a purpose. You have potential on the inside of you. Come on, we're coming back to the heart. We're coming back to the heart. Come on, if you need to get back to God's heart this morning, come on down. Let's worship. It's all about you. 
Never in doubt. 
Hey, listen, I know that God moved powerfully, and it looks like we already lost a, lot, a, a handful of people, but that's okay. We love you guys, and we bless you in the name of our Lord. And, and uh, come on, anybody feel a mark this morning? Come on, God has marked us. Come on, you ought to thank him. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. That no matter all of our disqualifications, God, you still qualify us because of your love. In Jesus' name, I pray. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, if you need anything, we're, we're going to be here for you guys. Hope to see you for our first Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Don't miss it. Have a great week. Let's go. Love God, love people, and lead well. Woo! Have a good week.